Hi, and welcome to the Use Your Powers for Good podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Ophel-Moselle, and I am so glad that you're here. This is a podcast to inspire leaders, managers, and supervisors to use your powers for good to put more kindness into the world. So today's guest is Tanya Rapaz. Senior advisor, senior financial advisor at Arthur Stein Financial in Bethesda, Maryland. She is a certified financial planner for over 20 years. She's on the board of Conscious Capitalism of Central Maryland and on the board of This Point Forward, a nonprofit dedicated to helping the 50 plus community transition to a successful third act. Oh, that's awesome. She's a 2020 graduate of of Leadership Howard County. She's a graduate of Wesley College and also studied negotiation and mediation at Harvard Law School. In her financial planning practice, she helps clients plan for a successful retirement as well as plan to use their financial resources to invest, give, and spend consistent with their values. She is a has a particular interest in environmental, social, and governance investing, charitable giving, and helping women of all ages become financially secure. Hello, Tanya. Welcome. We are so glad you're here. Hi, Carolyn. Um, I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Thank you. So, Tanya, tell us a little bit about your journey and what led you to, um, well, first I should say that Tanya is going to talk to us today about ESG investing, and she'll get more into that and, and talk about how to align your money and your investments with your values. So first, I would like Tanya to tell us something about her background and how she became um interested in in ESG investment, investing? Well, I guess, you know, like everyone else, I had a journey that took me to different places. Uh, I've been in financial services for almost my entire career. Uh, I earned my CFP designation in the year 2000. And right from the start, I was really helping people align their goals and objectives with their financial moves. So whatever they wanted to accomplish in their lives and whatever that meant for them, if their true interest was security or being able to have a certain type of retirement, helping them uh, make sure that the uh, strategies they were implementing now and the moves they were making now were all in the service of those end goals. Um, At the same time, personally, I've always been very interested in um, environmental causes and kind of thinking about the planet as a whole. So, uh, you know, in college, um, one of my, uh, I was kind of a shy, a little bit of a shy teenager. And one of the ways that I was able to get over that was I uh, worked with a nonprofit in the summers, going door to door, talking to people about the need for clean water. So uh, this is something I've been kind of doing my whole Mm -hmm. adult life is talking to people about, um, you know, what are the the concerns that, Mm Uh, maybe we should all have about the planet and the environment and then professionally working with uh, the financial services industry. So to me, uh, bringing together these two elements and helping people think about what's important to them and how every dollar that they have, if when they deploy it, could be used in the service of their values, um, just seemed like it's a natural fit. Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, and this really comes um, at a time where, you know, this pandemic has caused us all to rethink everything. I mean, from, you know, everything, your whole life. And, you know, this is a good example of one of the ways I think people are rethinking how they are um, using their money and, you know, the impact that they have with their money. So tell us about ESG. What does that mean? Right. So the ESG stands for environmental, social, and governance factors. And when people talk about in ESG investing, what they're saying is that in addition to using any other criteria or screening that you might use to select an investment or an investment strategy, you might be putting on another layer of questions to ask about whether how you're investing is advancing or not advancing, um, how you may look at the world in terms of in the ESG environmental, so maybe that's a little uh, clear, it's about pollution, it's about the use of water, it's about carbon footprints, it's about climate change. So all the ways in which the companies that we um, are all around us and that serve us and that we invest in um, are or are not holding themselves to a standard to um, either from a regulatory standpoint or just in the, how they're treating the world and treating their neighbors and their communities and their uh, employees right. holding themselves to this standard. So that's the, the E is the environmental. And then the S is the social, and that's more social issues. Does the company have a good record on diversity and equity? Um, how do they, or what are the working conditions like? I mean, you mentioned the pandemic. Um, there kind of are some, there was a little bit of evidence, and I think this will have to play out over time as we learn more that some of the companies that had more humane policies towards their employees in terms of leave, in terms of healthcare, uh, possibly had better outcomes mm -hmm. than companies that didn't. Mm -hmm. And then the G is about governance. It's all, that's more a little uh, more about how the company is being run from a board standpoint. Does the board itself have transparency, anti-corruption practices? What's their executive compensation like? So, uh, you know, for each person, they might have a different weighting to how much those particular issues are important to them. So that's the ESG umbrella kind of covers all of that. And people may know this as being like socially responsible investing or impact investing, but I think in a lot of ways it touches on the same universe of investments. Because I was going to say that because I've heard of, um, you know, the, the term social responsibility, um, you know, organizations having like social responsibility statements and all that. So are, is, is the trend now going towards like an organization having an ESG statement that hits on all three of those? Very frequently. Um, so I think, especially in the last couple of years, so I didn't mention how, you know, you said you think that post pandemic, it's something that people would be a lot interested in. I think a lot of investors agree with you. So the amount of money that is going towards investments in companies and mutual funds where there's a stated ESG objective in the fund, um, for mutual funds specifically, more than $70 billion went in in 2021 bringing the total to 350 billion. I hope I said billion, not million, right? So that's how yeah, big, billion, that's how yeah. much people that's a lot. are interested in it. Yeah. Yeah, so people are really 
I mean, people are really interested in this. And I, I know that the, uh, just to give you an example of one company, Oh, and I guess I should also say that, uh, you know, nothing I'm saying here today is should be construed as specific investment advice for any particular person. If you learn something here that you're interested in, you should do your own research or uh, run it by your own advisors. This is not tax financial legal advice. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that disclaimer. <laughs> it is not uh, right? <laughs> informational. Uh, but to, to answer your question, so there is, you know, the CEO of Chipotle um, has in his contract now that 10% of his compensation is going to be tied to the attainment of certain ESG metrics. Yeah. And that includes uh, using local produce mm-hmm. um, and, uh, you know, how, how he's able to like, source locally is going to be part of his compensation and then also the promotion of women and people of color above the restaurant level so really promoting people into the corporate structure oh okay and that's good to know because my husband and i support chipotle so that's good to know (laughs) um oh that's very interesting um so so from on a you know that's that's the i guess the business side the what the business owner is doing so from an investor you know i guess you people use their 401k money and so what what money do you can you use to invest in these type of companies i mean that's that's a great question i mean as an investor you can get started with even very small amounts by doing uh picking a mutual fund that has a small initial investment and getting started. Um, if you are a 401k investor, so if you have a company that offers you a 401k, you should, there is a good chance that your ESG options will be um, growing in the future. So uh, the, the Department of Labor is working on expanded regulations to allow more, or the effect of which could be to allow more ESG type choices in an average 401k plan um, in the prior presidential administration, there were some rules uh, put in place by the Department of Labor that really had a chilling effect on having ESG investments in a plan. So for example, one of the rules that they had was that uh, many 401k plans have a automatic uh, option so that if you don't pick your investments, one will be picked for you and you couldn't have an ESG fund in that group. But uh, it, it is expected that the new um, Secretary of the Department of Labor is going to be coming out with uh, more. There's actually been some proposed rules that are going to open up um, the regulatory environment so that mm-hmm. more ESG funds could be um, offered. Mm-hmm. And if you are a participant in a, in, in a plan, um, you definitely could talk to your management or your retirement funds committee about you're wanting to have more choices in your 401k plan or any other employer-sponsored plan. Okay, no, that's very interesting. Um, so I guess the the it has the situation is that the 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 investment community or regulate regulators, I guess, have to catch up with the trend. Is that what I, I think I'm seeing? Yes, I mean, there's a lot of different um, angles for regulation in this area too, because we also are. Uh, I totally agree with you. Um, there's also kind of on the other side is making sure that the, the SEC is getting involved in making sure that people don't make too big of a promise in the ESG space, that there aren't just mutual funds being kind of stamped with a mm-hmm. ESG logo or some kind of green right. marketing 
that uh, makes investors feel like they are making a difference when um, there's not supportable data behind it. Okay. So that actually is an issue. So you may have heard of that term, greenwashing, um, and that's what that's getting at too, is uh, this kind of trying to give yourself the halo of mm -hmm. being uh, associated with some of these causes mm -hmm. um, without necessarily having uh, anything to support it. Okay. So, so for where we are now in the, I guess, the regulatory um, process, how would I know if I am in a greenwashing situation? I mean, it's a really good question. Uh, it's not that easy because there's so much data out there and there are several ratings agencies that are telling us to what extent any kind of investment is meeting its criteria but they're kind of not all on the same page and not to get too technical, but for other types of ratings that you get from an independent ratings agency, most of the time they generally agree whether a company is in good shape financially or not financially. So S&P and Moody's would rate a company for their financial strength. And the correlation between their different ratings is more than 90%. More than 90% of the time they agree that a company is either in good standing or medium or poor. When it comes to the ratings agencies for companies, there's at least three large ones in the United States. And MIT just did a study and found that the composite correlation between their different ratings was 60%, so that they didn't all agree. And I think there's a couple ex examples of companies where a company might do really well on um, something that people really like, like electric vehicles, mm -hmm. but then doesn't do that well on the promotion of women, for example, or mm -hmm. um, doesn't listen to their workers. So depending on how the rating agency weights the different um, elements, it can be very difficult. So it's pretty, yeah. it, it's, it's, there's a lot of information out there. I mean, mm -hmm. there, when, uh, if any of your listeners would like to learn more about this, I did put together a little bit of a list of websites that are independent and that are uh, continuously adding to the information. So if okay. anybody wants to contact me, I can email that to them and people can start to do their own research about mm -hmm. um, what companies are having shareholder resolutions mm -hmm. or um, what companies are holding themselves to higher standards. No, this is, this is very, very interesting. And um, so, so that's the investing, the consumer investing from their investment portfolio side. So what other ways can people have impact with their money? Uh, well, there's a lot of different ways. I mean, one of the ways that you might think about it is just in terms of your banking relationships. Mm -hmm. If you have money in the bank and you think about using a bank and asking yourself the question about, is this a bank that I want to do business with? Does this bank have a history of taking advantage of its customers or engaging in any du duplicitous practices? Um, so a lot of people, depending on where you in the country you live, um, you might be able to find a community bank or a credit union where you can feel a little bit more secure knowing that you are um, the savings that you're putting aside in the bank just to earn interest like everyone does for emergencies or to you know put aside for a rainy day that the bank itself is a good a good member of the community is maybe using their deposits to give loans to people who need them uh, to make sure that the uh, the underwriting criteria for their loans is equitable and just mm -hmm. 
And I think that this is an area that could use more uh, more choices, but I think that that's a possibility of some somewhere where people can really put their um, you know money to good use. You know, some kind of like micro loans or right. you know maybe not all of your money, but some of your money um, that you are having in savings. You know, mm-hmm. putting it towards uh, something where you know it's benefiting the community or you know a bank that right. is a good citizen in the community. And so, you know, that also um, brings up, you know, when you're donating money to charitable causes as well. So is there a trend for um, charities to give, to start having these statements, um, ESG statements, or have you seen that um, trending? You know, I have seen that. And that's a really, um, really good question, Carolyn, Uh, because something that's something, something that I've seen come up more recently is people wanting to see the same type of not just a statement about ESG but thinking about uh, if you were able to donate money to something called a donor advised fund which is it's a kind of a conduit for charitable giving Mm -hmm. but kind of more having a business plan for the activity that's being undertaken so it's if you're going to be uh, offering clean water in a community, mm-hmm. kind of uh, making sure that your charitable donations are definitely going to that and seeing the impact that you're having, not just like I'm giving money to this cause that I really like and I hope it works out, but um, kind of more being an investor from a charitable perspective in how the uh, how the money will be invested and what the outcomes will be. Okay, yeah, because I was thinking about that um, because you know all the ways that you can use your money um, in terms of like in, in, a, in a I guess a savings and investment capacity or a um, um, or a um, or a best use of your money, if you will, um, are with you know savings, investing, charitable giving. So um, I, I think I see like a trend of of this becoming something really substantive in the future. So, you know, I, I'm very excited about that. I don't know why, but I'm very excited about that because I feel like, you know, we work hard for our money, so we should be able to invest in it, um, invest it and use it in things that we care about. Right, as consumers and investors, and we, we couldn't be demanding more opportunities to make sure that um, our money is being put towards something that we believe in or is consistent with our values. So let's go back to 401k. And and when I used to work for city government, we had a 403b plan. So similar plan to, well, similar concept to 401k. So can a person who is in those types of plans still participate in ESG investing? Well, within each plan, every plan is going to have its own set universe of investments so i would start there and look to see uh, you know you probably would have some capacity for researching every offering within that plan and seeing if it does have from a perspective standpoint some adherence to uh, sustainability or esg or values and if it doesn't um, you know you might be able to make a case to uh, the, the committee that controls the investments that you'd like to see some more choices and then, of course, if you don't, you know, you could start saving outside of it, you know, through your own investing or through mm-hmm. an IRA, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how, what can a person do today to start the journey of um, 
investing their money in, in an ESG investment? Well, I guess the first thing would be to do is to educate yourself about what the options are. Um, there's a lot of data out there and there's, you know, the, the fund choices are exploding. So if you want an ESG fund, you could do something that is very broad based. Okay. So basically something that is like an S&P 500 fund and an S&P 500 is an index, which you can't invest directly invest in, but a lot of mutual fund companies offer an S&P 500 fund because it gives you instantaneous diversifications to some of the largest companies in the United States. But it is possible to buy something that's like an S&P 500 fund, but just with the two, let's just take an example, gun stocks taken out. Okay. So. You could find something that is specific to your specific interests and values. Okay. And I guess that would be the second part is to think about how what your values are. I mean, there's a lot in this space that is possible. We, you know, the example that I just gave you was about avoidance, avoiding the things in the portfolio that you don't want, mm -hmm. but there's also funds and they're concentrated, so they might not be the best place for all of your money, mm -hmm. but to do something where it's about clean energy innovation. So you can invest in what's kind of coming up in whatever it might be, solar or electric vehicles. Mm -hmm. um, so you could not just avoid the worst, but look for what is new and what might help us in the future. Okay. Yeah. So, so speaking of future, what is the future of ESG investing? Well, I think that because of clear consumer demand, there are going to be a lot more choices in the future. Mm -hmm. I hope that everyone will be able to see in their 401ks and 403b plans more investment choices if this is something that is of interest to them. Um, I think that we'll, we will see more regulation that the SEC will be um, talking to investment companies and investment advisors uh, with more rules about making sure that if you offer this as a um, as an option, that you are really um, you have some data to back up what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the other thing that I think will become more available, hopefully, is kind of this other idea of kind of direct investing. I kind of gave you one example about you know, getting some kind of broad-based index and just taking out a few things. But there, it, you know, it would be possible, it is possible now with enough money to kind of put together your own basket based on your own preferences. I want to, you know, eliminate big pharma, for example, or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I think that with the technology the way it is, that probably will become to be more accessible to the individual investor mm -hmm. sooner rather than later. Okay, okay. No, that sounds, um, again, very exciting. I'm, I'm being a little nerdy on this one, but it does sound very exciting. And, it um, does, doesn't it? Yes. It yeah, is not yeah. just, it's not just good for people who may like identify themselves as mm -hmm. being super environmentally mm -hmm. aware or socially aware. I mean, if you think about it, what does sustainable mean? It means using your resources wisely and for the long term. So even if you yourself, for some reason, did not think that the climate change wasn't top of mind for you, you still might be thinking about this in terms of a company that is very careful with its resources, that avoids drawing the attention of regulators, um, avoids reputational risk or lawsuits, right. 
might be a better investment for you long term than a company that is more flag, you know, flagrantly violating rules. Right. I mean, Volkswagen um, is is a, is an example of if you were an investor in Volkswagen and you found out that they were cheating on their emissions testing, if you cared a lot about pollution and you might be really upset that they were they've been polluting without. Um, you know, they've been polluting. Right, right. But if you didn't really care about the pollution that much, but you were an investor, you still had to deal with the regulatory scrutiny, mm-hmm. the lawsuits, and the damage to Volkswagen's brand that yes. that was done. Yes, yes. That's that's. Those are all great points, and I guess that's your 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 um your risk tolerance too plays a part in all that. So, I mean. You're singing my song, Carolyn. I mean, being able to to avoid some of those worst risks mm-hmm. might be, you know, a very a sound, stable way to put together mm-hmm. a portfolio. And by the way, Volkswagen has, I think, is trying to turn it around, and they mm-hmm. made a big commitment to electric vehicles. Well, good <laughs> for all of those people who are supporting Volkswagen wagons out there. That's good to know. So, you know, one of the ways that I put more kindness into the world is through this podcast and a lot of the things you know it started out more with tactical tools um, that leaders could use um, in their leading and managing but as I as it evolved I started to bring things also to the podcast or information to the podcast like like the information you're giving because as a leader you know especially a busy leader you, you know, there's no, you never have time. There's never enough time for it, you know, and it's never enough time to do what you need to do. And there's even less time to do the things that you want to do. And, you know, of course, everyone wants to be um, responsible with their money, but sometimes you don't know what you don't know. So one of the ways that I bring more kindness into the put more kindness into the world is bringing people like you with this great information to help leaders who are out there who are busy to you know think about things like this because you know as a leader you are going to be at some point you know retiring or going into another chapter and you know you want to you know you need money to live you know we, let's make that that's that's just a reality so um so you need money to live so why not you know invest in something that you care about as well as support yourself financially in the future so this was really awesome information and i really you know i hope that everyone um, will reach out to you we'll talk up a little bit in a few minutes about how to specifically but what i want to know first is how does Tanya put more kindness into the world? I know you ask a lot of your, your guests. Um, I like to think of one of the ways that I can put kindness into the world is with patience. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, um, you know, I'm a mom of teenagers and I'm also involved in a lot of organizations mm-hmm. and with, uh, you know, people who are, I just feel like uh, if we all could be more patient with each other, mm. I think that that would go a long way, and, you know, just as I would want people to be patient with me as I'm um, learning new things and going into new areas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's, I love that. That's, that's patience. Yeah. 
breathing and having some patience and sometimes having patience meaning means you have to breathe for it you know take that that the um count from one to ten or breathe deeply for three times for three breaths whatever it takes you know to have some patience i think that is a great way to put more kindness into the world so thank you for your contribution (laughs) Um, thank you so tell everyone how they can reach you if they are interested in learning more about ESG investing and getting the resources that um, you, the materials you referenced earlier. Sure, so I created a one pager for your listeners, which okay. includes uh, websites and podcasts mm-hmm. uh, so that people could start to put together their own um, resource list of ways to uh, learn, basically educate themselves and mm-hmm. learn if this is something that makes sense for them. And I will email that to anyone. And my email address is Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A, at ArthurSteinFinancial.com. And the Stein is S-T-E-I-N. Okay. And I'll I'll drop that in the um, podcast description so people can have um, access to it as well if they couldn't catch it while you were just saying it. So if you want those resources, I know I'm going to email Tanya um, to, to start educating myself more on ESG investing. So I hope you will too. And so Tanya, thank you so much for being here. I don't know if you have any last words for our listeners, but um, if you do, now is the time. If you don't, then that's okay. okay as well. Oh, well, no, Carolyn, thank you so much for the opportunity. I really enjoyed your podcast. So I'm glad to be one of the guests on it. And I would just say to, to anyone listening that, you know, your, your dollars are powerful. Mm-hmm. They really are. So whether you're uh, investing, saving, spending, we didn't talk too much about that, but, or giving your money away, um, you know, you do have some power in that. So Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for being here, Tanya. And thank everyone who's listening and watching for being here as well. And until next time, be better today than yesterday. Be better tomorrow than today. Bye for now.